Welcome to the Vegas Voice Podcast Network. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times, and Nevada's most powerful senior media resource. I'm John the Announcer, and happy to introduce the various Vegas Voice segments and interviews that you can also find in our magazine, on our websites, and YouTube channel. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to the Vegas Voice. Hi, everybody. This is Dick Arndt, and welcome to my world. Each year on the last day in May, we take time to honor those who have served our nation. And I thought I'd dedicate this podcast to give you a little background of this national holiday. So in honor of those who fought and died for their nation, let's look at when Memorial Day really began. Whereas most believe that Lincoln's Gettysburg Address represented the first Memorial Day, actually the first widely publicized observance of what was to become this day, took place on May 1st, 1865, two years after Lincoln's address in the southern city of Charleston, South Carolina, for Union soldiers by a former enslaved black community, community as part of their African heritage. Though most official histories of Memorial Day credit its founding by John Logan, who on May 5, 1868, as commander-in-chief of the Grand Army of the Republic, called for a decoration day, actual events indicate that not to be the case. In truth, prior to that time, recently freed slaves may indeed be the first Americans to honor those who fought and died in the Civil War. You see, the city of Charleston was, like many places in the South, physically devastated by the conflict between the Union and the Confederacy. And Charleston was a center for the trading of enslaved people across the Deep South. The enslaved Africans, the Gula people, were descendants of those who were sold into slavery from the rice-growing regions of West Africa and the Congo-Angola region of Central Africa. Though malaria, yellow fever, cholera, malnutrition, physical violence, sexual exploitation, and the constant threat of separation from the family abounded in the lives of those enslaved, one of the most important rituals that they preserved and passed on was the honoring of their ancestral dead. They were a uniquely cultured and empowered people, who embraced resistance to the planter regime, while at the same time yearning for the American dream. And on May 1st, 1865, they performed an act of gratitude to the country that had first enslaved and finally freed them, that was firmly based both in their African and American heritage, that became part of what we now celebrate as Memorial Day. As the Civil War ended, behind the grandstand at Charleston's Washington Racecourse, which in the pre-poor years had been the playground of the rice and cotton planter elite. There was a mass grave holding over 200 Union soldiers. This was a tract of land that served as an outdoor prison during the last year of the war, resulting in many Union prisoners dying of disease and exposure. At the war's end, after the city was surrendered to the African-American troops that had largely been abandoned by whites, the Gula people were ready to begin facing a new reality of emancipation. But first, they chose to pay homage to those who had died. And as part of their sincere beliefs, Charleston's Gula people believed that honorable warriors deserved a sacred burial. So 28 Gula men dug up the 200 men in the mass grave behind the grandstand and gave them a proper burial. And on May 1st, 1865, 3,000 black children bearing roses led women and men bearing wreaths all marched together in a circle to honor the newly buried war dead. Black troops were also present at the commemoration, including some of the famous 54th Massachusetts, who were later honored in the 1989 film Glory, that won Denzel Washington 
Oscar and Golden Globe Awards that year. Blacks and whites marched together, and the site was dedicated as a memorial burial ground. Three years later, just after Major General Logan declared that Memorial Day, or I should say May 30th, 1868, should be a decoration day to commemorate the war dead, many of the people who participated in the 1865 ceremony returned to decorate the graves of those that they had interred. Now you know the real story of the first Memorial Day, and this chapter belongs in the heritage of our nation, just as the many others we currently honor each year. It all goes along with these immortal words, by a man who needs no introduction, when at Gettysburg on July 3, 1863, he spoke these words that resonate to this day, when we honor those who in our nation served it with pride to give us the freedoms so many take for granted that from those honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave their last full measure of devotion, that these dead shall not have died in vain, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from this earth. This is Dick Arndt in my world, signing off by simply saying, God bless America and all who have given it the honor it deserves as we celebrate on this reflective holiday. Thank mm-hmm. you.